Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 13 of Revelation chapter 13. We're going to be reading verses 9 and 10. Revelation 13, beginning in verse 9. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. I'll stop reading there. Now, when God says, if any man have an ear, let him hear, that is a signal to the reader that what he is saying is to be understood parabolically or spiritually. Of course, he's been speaking of a beast coming up out of the sea, and uh, obviously that's not to be taken literally. And the beast had a deadly wound that was healed, and the, the world worshipped the dragon, well, there is no actual beast, there is no dragon coming against the camp of the saints and making war and overcoming them and so forth. It's all a parable that we are to look into the Bible in order to understand. Whenever Christ makes this kind of reference to, uh, if any man have an ear, let him hear, it is an indicator that you have to look for the spiritual meaning. And... We saw it earlier in the book of Revelation, in Revelation 2 and and 3, with the addresses to the seven churches that are in Asia Minor. And let me just turn back there. In each address to the seven churches, this is found seven times. And I'll just turn at random. And at the end of the address to um, the church in Thyatira, it says in verse 18 of Revelation 2, well, after addressing them at the end in verse 29, it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And that's typical of each of the seven addresses. Uh, it would conclude with that statement, indicating you cannot take this literally. You you have to search the Bible and compare Scripture with Scripture in order to understand what is being said here. And and when you do that, if it's uh, according to the will of God to open up our understanding, we will understand. And, and uh, it's also true that God sealed up much of the information and held back understanding from his people on many um, end-time topics until the time of the end was reached. But that's where we're at. That's where uh, we we uh, live at at the end of the world, and and so God has revealed much truth to His people. Now in Matthew thirteen, it says, and I'm going to read from verse nine of Matthew chapter thirteen, and this is after Christ gave a parable in the previous verses. Then in verse nine. Who has ears to hear, 
let him hear. And then he, he goes on to explain further in, in the following verses. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted. And I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. And this is laying down the important biblical principle that God's people have been given ears to hear, eyes to see. To hear what? To see what? The truth of the Bible. The Bible is written in parables. And a parable is something that hides truth. The whole Bible is likened to a parable because Christ is the Word. And in another place, it is said that without a parable, he did not speak. And Jesus, who is the Word, in the volume of the book, is it written of him? It's the whole Bible that's the parable. The whole Bible is full of hidden truth, and God has not shown that truth to the unsaved. They they lack the eyes to see, and they lack the ears to hear. So they can read, and they can understand certain things. They can understand the grammar. They can understand a moral principle. They can understand the historical perspective. They can come away with, with, um, some encouragement and, and so forth. And maybe if they have heard through church fathers, through reformers, for instance, who have handed down certain teachings from some of the parables in the Bible, they can grab a hold of that. They can grasp it because it's presented to them from other men, and and therefore they can know it to a certain degree, or they can hear a man teach, and they can know some of the things about it. They they can have some understanding of the concept of a parable, and maybe uh, they can relate. Well, this is a parable, and and here's a spiritual meaning here. Yet they lack true insight, and they lack true ability to see and to hear spiritual things. It's foreign to them. Uh, for instance, in 1 Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 2, God is speaking of this uh, very thing of how uh, and who understands the Bible. And he says in verse 11, For what man knoweth the things of a man? Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth 
no man, but the Spirit of God. And and that means that a natural man, an unsaved man, in his natural condition, cannot understand or know the Bible. He can't see it. He can't hear it. And then it goes on to say, in verse 12, Now we, the child of God, the children of God, those that are saved by the grace of God, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. There, God is saying, I will give to my people understanding. They will know. They will see. They will hear. My voice. My sheep hear my voice. It says in John 10. And others hear not my voice. They they cannot see. Uh, remember, and I'm coming back here to 1 Corinthians 2, but remember in Matthew 24, in the chapter where Christ is answering the disciples' question, what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And he says in verse 15, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains, and it continues. But it's a very revealing statement by Christ. When you therefore shall see the abomination. Well, who's going to see? Who has eyes to see? Only the people of God. Those that are not the people of God cannot see the abomination. And notice the connection to reading. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Or let him see. And, and then references made to fleeing Judea. And almost 2,000 years later, in our days, in just our recent time, a few years ago, we began to understand Satan is in the church. Satan has been loosed. He is the man of sin, ruling in all churches. God opened up our understanding to realize we had to depart out We had to flee Judea, which is a type of the church. There, again, a a type and a figure that only the child of God will see. And the rest say, well, Judea, that's over in the Middle East. And yeah, we know God has some sort of end time plan for the Jews. and, And they go off in a completely wrong direction, in a natural direction because they lack eyes to see, and they do not understand. It's why God said in Daniel 12, at the time when the Bible, the word is unsealed, at the time of the end, the wise will understand. None of the wicked will understand, because it's going to be an opening of the scriptures that have been hidden, that have been sealed up till the time of the end. It's an opening of the parable that only God's people will be able to comprehend. None of the rest that are not God's people will be able to understand these things. And going back to 1 Corinthians 2, um, it says that we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, 
that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And then in verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The the natural man cannot see, and he cannot hear. And so when the Lord is uh, making reference, as he does in Revelation 13, verse 9, If any man have an ear, let him hear. Well, uh, again, only his people will hear. And that's why, by God's grace and and his goodness, he has revealed these things to his people so that we, and we only, are able to read Revelation 13, as well as many other parts of the Bible now, and we can read it like reading the newspaper. And we read it and we we understand, oh, okay, the beast is coming up out of the sea and He has seven heads and ten horns, and we understand why the reference to the beast. We understand that seven heads represent seven kingdoms and different periods of his rule. We understand the sea is where he was held captive in the depths in the bottomless pit, and it's the time of his loosing. We even understand the timetable for his loosing. And we know one of his heads was wounded to death, and that deadly wound was healed. We we know that that happened at the cross and and we we just go verse by verse it, it's it's a tremendous clarity um god has given us because he's opened our understanding to his methodology he's opened our understanding that the bible must be understood this way that it's a spiritual book you have to look for the deeper spiritual meaning he's opened up our understanding to these things because we're living at the time of the end when it was his plan to unseal his word and it's um, a wonderful blessing to us. We're uh, privileged uh, by God. Uh, Of course, there's many hardships and difficulties and troubles and afflictions and tribulation. Uh, There's many um, blessings, but it can be said we possess this one distinct privilege and blessing, which is that God has given to us an understanding. He has given us eyes to see what many prophets and many wise men and many people of God in times past have desired to see, and yet were not able because it was sealed up. He has given to us this great privilege and blessing to be able to read the Bible and to understand it uh, in its depths, unlike it's been understood in previous history, due to our vantage point of living at the end of the world, of living through the Great Tribulation, we can see how the Great Tribulation is laid out. And living after the Tribulation in the Day of Judgment, we can see how many things fit together and uh, it's again um, there's probably no better way of describing it than like reading the newspaper 
when we read our daily newspaper and we're familiar with the city and we're familiar with the streets that are mentioned where crimes happen and we're familiar with the people that are named, there's a base of knowledge and and so we feel very comfortable reading the paper. We know what it's talking about. And that's how it is with the people of God in reading the Bible. But this knowledge, this um, this great privilege of seeing and hearing the things that God is saying to us, unlike at any other time in history, is kept back. It, it's, it's not permitted to uh, those that are not saved to have this same eyesight and this same ability to hear. And, and so they hear the people of God talking about um, the church age is over and Christ slain slain as the lamb from the foundation of the world and uh, there's no place called hell but it's annihilation and and judgment is the shut door of heaven and it's a spiritual judgment and and so on and the the biblical calendar of history and these dates and things and and these times and seasons and uh, i'm sure that it's like listening to someone speak another language to some people and and just like you and and me, maybe we know a few words of a, another language. I, my wife speaks Spanish, and so I know a little poco Spanish. I, I can pick up a few words, but when my wife gets together with her family, and and they're talking naturally, quickly, and I'm trying to follow along, I can't. I, I'm lost. I, I just don't know what they're saying. And that must be how it is for someone with a natural mind that, that hears the things that e-Bible fellowship is teaching. And no wonder they, um, speak evil of it because they don't understand. And that's what God says concerning those that lack the truth. In Second Peter 2 and uh, verse 12, But these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. And I'm sure we've had encounters with people and, oh, that's heresy. Uh, that, that It's the most terrible thing imaginable to them. And I can't believe that you teach there's no salvation. And, and they go on and on and, um, reviling and, and just speaking evil of these things and the people that adhere to these things. But as a child of God, we try to explain and we try to say, but you don't understand. Over here in this verse, see what it says about the door shutting and look in, um, Luke 13. Many in that day, after God has risen and has once shut to the door, will, will come knocking on the door. That's today. And, and we, we try to show them the verses. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And, um, I won't listen to anything you say. I just know that you're, uh, a cult. You're a bunch of heretics and, and so forth. Well, can you offer some scripture to correct us? along with the accusations can you support your 
feelings and, and the things that you're saying? Can you show us where there is error in the biblical calendar? Can you show us from the things we're teaching from Jeremiah or from the book of Revelation or from other studies? And we've done hundreds of studies, hundreds of them that are in agreement and, and harmonizing with one another. And the biblical evidence melts for the teaching that, yes, God has shut the door. He has put out the light of the gospel. And we are living after the tribulation. Can you show the error? And they're too angry. They're too upset. But really, the reason why they don't want to discuss it with us and and why they can't show us the error is because they don't understand. They don't understand the things we're saying. They don't understand the way that we're using the Bible and and going here a little and there a little and comparing Scripture with Scripture to arrive at spiritual conclusions. They don't understand because they they lack ears to hear and eyes to see. And as God says in Daniel 12.10, the wise, which are the elect, will understand but none, he did use the word none, none of the wicked will understand. And and we're living at the time where the truth of the Bible is so uh, reprehensible, it's, it's so hot to handle, it's uh, something that uh, an individual who doesn't love the truth will not go near these doctrines. It's something that is abominable to them, as if you read in Genesis that every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. And that's the idea with the truth of the word of God that God has opened up at this time. It is a truth that is a very hard and difficult thing. You know, they even said in Jesus' day, as he spoke parables uh, these are hard truths. Who can know it as Christ spoke of drinking his blood and eating his flesh? It, it just didn't register with them. And if that was hard, can you imagine the grievous nature of truths such as the end of the church age and the end of salvation? Uh, it, it is something that the natural man just cannot accept. He cannot bring himself any longer to associate even with that kind of teaching. And and that's because it's God's plan. It's one of the ways that he is putting the fire to all who profess his name. And those that are gold, silver, precious stones, his true people, well, they have no place to go. And God has given them a love of the truth. So they will endure sound doctrine. They will endure to the end but those that lack the love of the truth. And they're not gold, silver, precious stones. Rather, they're wood, hay, stubble. Well, because they don't have a love that comes from the Spirit of God for His Word and for the doctrine that is derived from His Word, they can't identify with that Word any longer, and they will be burned up. Well, Lord willing, we'll continue looking in Revelation 13, and going along in our Bible study verse by verse when we get together in our next Bible study.
Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.